Welcome to the Mike on Munch podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here uh, with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. We are here with Erica, intern Erica on the dials, and Skyping, no, FaceTiming in all the way from Europe. He's on a computer right now. We'll post this on Instagram or the Instagram story to show how, what we're doing. It's like a job interview overseas. We're looking at a laptop where Max is smiling back at us. Uh, my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. Max, where are you in the world right now? I am in Lisbon, Lisboa, Portugal right now. What time is it where you are? It's uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Beautiful right. sunny day. It's like 28 degrees outside. It's awesome. We're rocking. It's a 9 a.m. here in Toronto, a little bit overcast. Erica was just driving her bike all around the city mm-hmm. to try and make it to this session this morning. I was. Yeah, where, where were you coming from, there? Erica? <laughs> I was coming from my house to here, but I, Mike had given me the recording equipment. Last mm. time, and I forgot. It had been uh, a while since we recorded. True. So I was halfway here, so I had to go home, came back. But we're we're only five minutes late on schedule. We're we made it. Yeah. We made it. And and but we probably would have Skyped in a little bit sooner with you. I keep saying Skype. Do people still Skype? I don't even know if that's a <laughs> Not thing Not really. I don't think. No, that's like <laughs> antiquated. Okay. Uh, before we FaceTimed you, we were talking about discussions for maybe another podcast episode, and then that delayed us by five minutes. But it was a good conversation. But as all great conversations usually do, it happened off mic. Uh, mm. So maybe we'll bring it back around. Uh, but before that, Max... You're on the road. Uh, tell the listeners what's going on here. Are we not going to be doing a pod for another while? Like You let the people know. I will let you know. So the Arkells are on tour in Europe until July 29th, like that week. Um, but I think this is going to be good. So we should do this again next week. I'll be in uh, Amsterdam and London next week. So I'm sure we can find time to, to do this again. So yeah. So uh, we, we've been loving the feedback from people on Twitter and Instagram. So thanks to everybody who's listening. It's uh, so fun to hear what you like and, you know, just your thoughts. You know, did you hear that uh, one of our pod topics uh, changed the rule of law in the city of Toronto? Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah, the motorcycle one. Oh, yes, that's huge news. Wait, is this a, a joke? No, <laughs> no, that's not because of us. Though. He said pod topic. Well, Max, I, I, Max, take, us. <laughs> Max, are you officially taking credit for this? I'm officially taking credit for it. You know, we say it and then the next week it happens. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I don't think so. No, we're, we're a very popular <laughs> podcast. And this is the power of positive thinking. If you can see it, you can be it. <laughs> you well, know, is, just well, say for, it. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, I was bitching and moaning about uh, how loud motorcycles are. And then literally the other day, Mayor Tory came out and said, we're going to start fining people for noise pollution for their loud ass cars and motorcycles. So voila. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that was a uh, that you touched on a hot button issue. I mean, even Shane's uh, slow walking on the sidewalks uh, as well. Like a lot of listeners uh, reached out to us on Twitter and they were like, you're damn right that we hate loud uh, <laughs> motorcycles and get these slow walkers out of my way. So you guys That's really. Next. Uh, That's yeah. the next one. Yesterday, I had a bunch of teenagers walking uh, <laughs> side by side by side, and I brushed up against one of them, and I was listening to headphones, and I, I turned them down all the way to see what they'd say about me once I hit them, oh, and then they, they made a disparaging remark about me. I couldn't tell what it was, but I knew it was making fun of me. <laughs> How do you know? Like, did they all snicker? No, they were... Look, look at these punks. Oh, he took a photo of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to post that. We have to post that. This is hilarious. Look at how they're walking, though. Erica, show Erica. Like, you don't uh, walk yeah. like that. Is that in Hamilton? That's in Hamilton. That's inappropriate. So, so I had more room to, to navigate around, but I'm like, fuck this. So that little turd, I, I brushed <laughs> up against them and walked by. Yeah. They, they are doing the whole, like, they're doing the full sidewalk mm-hmm. spread. He didn't really have anywhere to move. But it's, I feel like when you talk like this, you're starting to sound like... Um, An old grumpy man. Wood and get off my lawn. Yeah, because, like, that was us in high school, man. I never did that. <laughs> I, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't have any friends to walk with. 
if a big tatted guy walked by me, brushed up against me, are you I, like I'd piss my pants? Like big tatted guy, like like you're like Jason. I consider Moma? my compared to these guys. <laughs> I got a hundred pounds on this kid. <laughs> but they have this mob mentality where they think I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to do anything because there's five of them, or they could take me. But I could beat up what? all five of these guys. Teenagers are fearless. When I was with my friends in, in high school, we weren't scared of anybody. I think it's all bravado because. What I did is I pretended to tie my shoe. Like uh, I walked a little bit ahead of them, pretended to tie my shoe, see what they do. Yo, guys, chill. That tatted muscle man is They tied. chilled. <laughs> they wouldn't walk near me. They kept a bubble distance away from me. What? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Damn. <laughs> okay. That's a harrowing story. Uh, so yeah, so don't spread out in the street. If we have any uh, teen listeners who maybe are walking around. No, this is for the mayor so he can listen. Oh, the Hamilton mayor. Well, Hamilton, Toronto, this is a problem everywhere. Change those sidewalk <laughs> yeah. bylaws. It's an epidemic. And it is mostly tourists, I must say. And the, the second biggest offender would be groups of teens. <laughs> well, this is so. a good segue because um, speaking of disparaging remarks uh, and being a tourist, Lauren and I have been wondering what the locals in Portugal say about us every time we go anywhere or probably act annoying, according to the locals. Because we're in an Airbnb right now, and we're in the middle of this like completely adorable residential area um i gotta say all the the old portuguese w women and men have to go up and down these like crazy hills it's a very hilly city here in lisbon and i think we heard something something manja cake uh Ooh. directed towards us is that a term of endearment or a negative thing you think <laughs> it sounds delicious <laughs> Uh, well, we might have been mishearing because I think manja cake might be an Italian expression. But either way, the, the, that means like white guy, like oh whitey. Yeah. You know, if, if you're a manja cake, is somebody who's like from you. You never heard I've that never, expression. Yeah, heard I it. never knew what it meant though. I just didn't. I assumed it was disparaging, but I, I don't know the official. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Keep chatting. Yeah. So um, I'll just give you a quick little rundown of our of our trip so far. So basically, the, the band played in Scotland and in Dublin, and then Lauren joined in Dublin, and we had a day there. And uh, one kind of fun thing is we went on one of those uh, tour bus uh, guides around the city. Oh, like the double-decker? Yeah, the double-decker. Well worth the money. The guy who was our tour driver uh, was named Declan Tracy. And he was this very charming dude in his like 50s. And the best part about him as a tour guide was that he didn't do like the thing where he's like clearly just a company man or just like repping super hard for Dublin or Ireland. Like, he likes Dublin, but he also tell, tells it to you straight. He took the so piss was, out of it. He took the piss out of Dublin, yeah. exactly. He uh, was, was talking – he just kind of go off on these weird tangents where he, like, he started talking about the Irish Catholic Church for a while, just talking about what fucking – what a disgrace they are. Uh, he was also giving shit to – a bunch of the government for taking his like retirement savings. He was just going off on <laughs> weird tangents. And then he's, uh, we were going by the football stadium and he said, Oh, the Rolling Stones played here last year. Uh, it was a big deal. You know, they only have four concerts here per year. And the Rolling Stones is one of them. That reminds me of a story. Um, back in the eighties, I was at a party with uh, Ron Wood and I was there with my, with my lovely wife and, uh, Ron Wood was, uh, was chasing my wife around his the house the whole time trying to shag her <laughs> and i told ron wood you better not fucking go near my wife like he, he was getting right into it and um and then he's like and also at this party uh jerry lee lewis was there and he was like preaching he was like this crazy preacher man he was standing up on the table in the kitchen just telling everyone what's what and i found him very annoying but he did give me a good piece of advice he said you always got to make sure you invest your money 
And so I took that piece of advice from Jerry Lee Lewis and I invested and I bought a bunch of property in and around Dublin. Anyway, it was just like, it was but really long as he's telling these stories, are you passing landmarks that he, he should be commenting on? <laughs> Oh, oh. It was also funny too because he was um, he he had the microphone on like you know like the, the Britney Spears style. yeah he had the Britney Spears style on originally the originally the Madonna I like that every generation that little wired microphone becomes something wasn't it the slap chop guys word, at yeah. one point yeah <laughs> but we uh, but he'd keep it on even when he was collecting people's money as they got on and off the bus so you'd hear his personal conversation with every single person who got on and off the bus like oh thank you darling or he'd be cursing out other drivers on the road he'd be like this fucking lunatic <laughs> just like it was all uncensored uh, so we enjoyed him Declan Trace he was also pushing his music a lot because he'd sing he do like Elvis Presley and other traditional Irish songs, and he kept on telling us to check out his songs on MySpace and uh, YouTube. <laughs> so, MySpace. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second, did you check out his music yet? Yeah, well, there's a few Declan Traces. I was uh, trying to uh, to find him online, but I couldn't. There's there's too many, so he needs to do a little better job marketing himself when it comes to like how to define his name. But um, would you, I was just thinking, would you guys like being a tour bus driver? There's there's a bit of an art to it to do it well because you want to perform well because that's how you get the tips. Shane, like, do you think you could be Shane almost was kind of employed in this sort of uh, type of work actually as a teen. Yeah, I used to do uh, movie theater announcements. So before every mm. movie, I had crafted this perfect uh, bit. It was it was basically like a stand up routine for five to ten minutes i would just riff with the audience and uh well the first five minutes were a routine then the last five minutes depending on how it went would be me riffing with the audience crowd work baby exactly crowd work yeah <laughs> but you do have set up bits like you, you know what people are going to say you ask them a leading question you know how the odds are they're going to respond kind of like the digital desserts except it was very very clean and then i would sell them these gold hearts uh these shrek hearts at the time and then <laughs> if i sold 50 hearts I would get a $50 gift certificate okay. and I ended up selling 250 hearts every single Whoa. shift. So I broke all these crazy records. And then what I would do is with my gift certificates, I would go to Limeridge Mall, which back at this time, uh, the gift certificates were actual paper. They weren't like these bullshit credit cards that kept a, a debit tab. <laughs> so I would go to the Swiss chalet and buy a bun for 50 cents and they would give me $49 and 50 cents back. And I, yes, and I would do that until I essentially had $249 and I was making more than I make right now at this job at my Silver City. (laughs) I'm not even joking. No exaggeration. Yeah, it was a good time. Declan could learn a few things from you. But uh, uh, people would walk out like talking about me. Uh, uh, I would get job offers. Like a guy would come down and be like, I want you to work for my company. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, it doesn't matter. Here's my card. Email me. <laughs> That's how Peter Mansbridge got started. Yeah. He, said he worked at he the worked airport. At- and, the, and somebody came over and was like, your voice, you need to be on radio. So then he got to start in radio. And then, voila. Do you think things like that happen these days? Or people just sort of like, there's too many avenues to be discovered. Everybody's on YouTube. Or they're all trying to get these gigs. Like, do you think any, like these days, anybody could like see somebody in a theater and be like, you need to come work for me? Or are they already so inundated with people that want those jobs that are of a certain quality? Well, I think like, they'd be like, what's your Instagram? And they'd look at your Instagram, yeah. and if you don't have enough followers, it's like, oh, this charisma doesn't translate to the, <laughs> our new Nielsen ratings, which is Instagram followers. Max, when you got off that tour bus, did you tip Declan? 
Oh, of course. I, I gave him a $5 bill. He actually said, but he had this bit, like the setup for, at the end of the ride. He was like, somebody asked me this uh, question this morning. Um, they said, uh, are we allowed to tip you? And of course you're allowed to tip <laughs> us. That's a funny way and, to set that up. Yeah. And I was like, does he say that every single time or did somebody actually just ask him that this morning? Which he, he probably just says it every single time. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, that there's, a, there's an art form, though, to making it all feel fresh and like, you know, getting laughs. It's, I guess it's no different than a Sam comedian going on tour and like kind of telling the same jokes and like workshopping bits, you know. I got a good nickname for him that would work. Double what? Declan. Double Declan. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Double Declan Tracy. Yeah. That's a good name. You should good go back with that. Go back and find him. Because yeah. it's a double-decker bus. Yeah. It is wondering. a double-decker bus, yeah. I'll, I'll leave a comment on like TripAdvisor or wherever he was suggesting. Uh, so anyway, we, we took a flight uh, that night to Lisbon, first time in Portugal for both Lauren and I. It's kind of funny at the airport. We were going through customs, and there was like that long, winding, like, um, like kind of uh, – the roped off like stanchions, you know, uh, you know, to keep the line in order. Yeah. Stanchions, yeah. It's, it's stanchions, like you're talking so, about yeah. you're at the airport, you're trying to go through customs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's not very busy and we go through and there's like 11 different aisles of stanchions to like to get through. And then we get to the front and there's no opening to go to the window. And so the, the people ahead of me go underneath, like underneath it and are like wave through uh, to, to get to the to the desk. And then the guy in front of me says, this is ridiculous. There's a bunch of people behind us. Let's just open open it up so we can just walk pleasantly right to the customs guy. And the custom guy sees him do that, knocks furiously on his window, says, put it back. Like he reprimands him. And you don't want to cross anybody at customs, right? And then the guy's like, what am I supposed to do then? He's like, go underneath, <laughs> which, which is just very stupid. But uh, I was like, all right, welcome to Portugal. We, we get into the... A cab, and I was like, "You, you take credit card." The guy's like, "Of course, we don't take credit card." And he's kind, of, but he's he's Portuguese, doesn't speak English, but he's like, "No, cash only." I was like, "Okay." And then I tell him where we're going, and we're in a pretty, according to our Airbnb uh, host, we're in a pretty like uh, busy area of downtown, so it should be hard to find. He basically looks at my phone on Google Maps for like a solid five minutes, like trying to plot out his route, and then. He's like, he gives me the phone back and he's like, let's go. And then he proceeds to drive like a fucking maniac, like 140 kilometers an hour down these like winding, narrow Portuguese highways. And, but it's one of those things where you're like in the car, you're like, I just arrived here. I'm a new newcomer. I don't want to tell a local what to do and how to live. You know, I took anthropology in university. There's a term called ethnocentrism, mm-hmm. which is this idea of like imposing your own values on somebody else's culture. I was like, I can't be accused of ethnocentrism. That would be fucking <laughs> terrible for our career, right? <laughs> so, I was, so anyway, Lauren and I just like uh, sat there nervously while the dude, the dude, literally pulled up on the highway <laughs> behind every car, tailgating them, hon- flashing, and then wow. honking. <laughs> were you, were you and Lauren like holding hands, like squeezing each other's hands out of fear? <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, we were. Well, we I don't think we held hands, but we were very nervous. Um, and then we and then we arrived. Um, wait, a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Speaking of Lauren, you 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 look like you're Facetiming in from your hotel room right now. Are you? Yeah. So yeah, what did you just Airbnb? Did you just tell her to go like get a snack? No, Lauren's right behind me on the bed. But you, she said, "Keep me out of the frame." Um, we, what else has happened? We witnessed, um, a Portuguese bar fight in the middle of, like, there's this, um, street where, where all the bars, it'd be like the Portugal's, uh, version of Hess Village. It's like very sort of like, there's no, no street traffic. It's just bars and people. 
And we saw these guys come out of a bar, like a group of like five or six young dudes, and then a bunch of security guards going, hey, you fucking delete that right now. Delete it, delete it, delete it. And I realized that the one bar that it came out of was a strip bar. So my theory is, is that these guys took a photo and that's obviously against the rules. So then it was, it, it kind of spilled out in this really crazy, uh, in this very busy street. And it was a full on, like, I just heard a lot of slapping, you know, like, it, I don't think any punches were thrown, but I just kept on hearing like that sound. And it you sure people just like, didn't recognize you were clapping for you. It's Max from Arkells. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish. Can you imagine? Um, but, uh, but the, the thought I had was, I was never worried about uh, anything anything getting too out of hand because I was reading up about Portugal. It's one of the safest places in the world. And, of, and of course, I, there's not much gun violence here. I feel like if this were to happen in America, I'd get a lot more squeamish in that kind of situation. But uh, in, this, in this case, it was just a bunch of drunk British boys. And by the way, I think people in the rest of Europe, especially Spain and Portugal – hate the Brits because they just vacation down here and are just drunk and messy. They just go and down and pictures. treat it like their personal toilet. Exactly. And they take pictures of strippers and then, you know, don't delete them. And then they get the shit kicked out of them. Uh, what else happened? Uh, you know, you can smoke inside here. Not that I smoke, but I, I, I typically hate the smell of cigarette smoking. If I'm like behind somebody on the street in Toronto, it really bothers me. Um, that, and I've never been a smoker. But for some reason, when I'm in Europe, if we go to a bar where it just seems to be legal, I'm all about it. Like I don't smoke myself, but I just think it's so fucking cool. And any of those things that typically irritate me don't irritate me at all. So I like don't know. the, the, the smell is now part of the ambiance for you. It's part of the experience of being it's in Portugal. It's part of the experience. Yeah. yeah, it's like ah, young people smoking in bars. They are they don't wear sunscreen. You know, whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> you know? They're so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, they're so dangerous. Um, and what was the last thing? Oh, um, just the last thing that I've been kind of complaining about to Lauren is how tipping works. And I, I feel like this is something we maybe discuss. I just don't like how vague the tipping rules are around the world, let alone in our own country. Cause I want to be a generous tipper. I just want to know what the rules are. And I like you Google it and you're like, Oh, it's five to 10% on food, but nothing in a pub. And you're like, okay, but what if I eat at a pub? Is it, or is it just the drink? You know, I just find it needs to be clear. Like, you know how they have like international currency rates that like the market, you know, officially announces? We need that for tipping. What do you yeah. guys think? A, yeah, standardized tipping all around the world. I think that's fair. Yeah. When I was in London, I was at a bar by myself having drinks and I was tipping a pound of beer. Like until somebody finally came up after three beers and they're like, mate. It's like nobody else is fucking tipping. Stop stop giving that guy money. And I was like, What? Oh, geez. Like just like this nice Canadian, like, here's another pound for this beer that you just handed me across the bar. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So I, I like somebody to, to really get a hold of that. You, you know, well, I like er, Eric is a I, server. I like Eric was about to weigh in on that. Yeah, I, I feel like the best rule of thumb would be to understand what the general minimum wage is in the country and then what servers get paid. Because there's that's a too complicated though. That's way too complicated. Just tell me how much I need to tip. <laughs> oh yeah, but no one can tell you that. I want a, I want a governing body to tell me. Like right? in, in is- Ireland and in a lot of places in Europe, they just get paid the same minimum wage. But in North America, like some southern states, servers are still making like three dollars an hour. Yeah, which is it's fucked, fucked up. because the ma- regular minimum wage rules. is like I don't know. Probably yeah, closer Ma- to eight or ten. Max just wants his traveling experience to be as easy as possible, and he will. You'll abide by the rules. You just need them. There could be a market yeah, and for by that. By the way, I'll overtip too. I'm happy to overtip. Just tell me what the Make standard is. Make some sort is, of app. And then That's I'll give a little bit more. Yeah. Give a little bit, yeah. baby. Yeah. 
Um, we went to a couple bars that were recommended uh, by our friend Jug, who went here, I think, on his honeymoon. And uh, we also we tried to get into um, – Sean Dawson recommended a bar. We went there. The guy – it was a little hole in the wall. The guy was standing outside talking to his friends. And we were just waiting at the bar. We were literally the only people in there. It could probably fit like six people. And the guy just pokes his head in. He's like, hey, just give me a few more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, we're just going to go. So we walk and he's like, what, you're in a rush or something? <laughs> Making me feel like I'm the uptight one. Um, and the, uh, the last thing is, uh, speaking of beers, is uh, you can walk around uh, with beer here like like you can in a lot of Europe. My dream. And that's a true joy just to be able to – you know, to go into a convenience store, pick up a can of beer, have it, get rid of it. It's it's so civilized. It's 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 quite nice. In uh, in Barcelona, they just sell cerveza on the street for for a euro. So you just you just crack a can and keep it moving. It's the dream. Yeah, it's wicked. So anyway, uh, highly recommend Portugal or Lisbon specifically because that's all all we've been to so far. And uh, yeah, I miss you guys. That's my update. We miss you too, Max. Uh, but it seems mm-hmm. like you're having a good time. Having an awesome time. We're going to go try to find some swimming after this. Uh, so that, that's that's the next thing on the agenda. And then we fly to Berlin uh, tomorrow morning. So oh, uh, that'll be our next stop. It's, uh, it's cheap when you fly domestically in Europe, right? Is it like, what, like 42 euro or something? Yeah, it can be a little pricey sometimes. But it's, uh, yeah, it is it, the way they can get around here is, is pretty awesome. And where I think we're all jealous of that. Like, what, what, you know, what, what, did your, right? what did your flight cost from Portugal to, uh, where are you going next? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Berlin. Oh. I think it was like a uh, hundred and fifteen bucks or something euros. Yeah. So it was like a hundred, maybe two hundred bucks. Which is that that was probably a little more on the expensive end. But if you are thrifty and a little more flexible with your ca- calendar, you can definitely go for super cheap. Yeah, man. Um. So, yeah. but let our listeners know because you are in Europe. What does this mean for their episode frequency going forward? I think I think we'll, we'll get this one out this week, and then we'll do one next week like this. If you guys are around, so we'll oh, do we'll one do this again. Next. Okay, cool. I thought we were like yeah, let's do that. Be done no, no, until no, no. you're let's back. Do it again. This works. No, I love it. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny, Mac. There was talk, uh, Shane and I leading up to this, of bringing in like a guest host, someone like the nut or maybe another champagne Ooh. boy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but because we never had a chance to discuss it with you before you boogied, it's like what, philosophically, what is our thing? If, if like one of the three of us aren't here, uh, do we just don't do it or do we try to make, mm. you know. Because it's a real question. Like, I'd be hurt if you guys did one without me. So you, you would. Be honest. You wouldn't like it, Mike. I, I'd be fine with it, but I'm like part, you know. I like the idea of uh, Max being hurt, though. <laughs> and what I mean by I that is I like much. it because it shows that he cares so much. Oh. If, if he uh. didn't care, I would be like, oh, Max doesn't give a shit about the pod. But right. if he's like oh, so jealous of the nut, it shows that he really gives a shit. So how – <laughs> I, I would want – that's so fucking funny, Shane, um, because <laughs> – because that's not the way my brain works. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I can be jealous of things and get worked up about stuff. But also, it would, I have a lot of joy listening to you you two in the nut talking about stuff. Like, like the way I like listening to the pedestal. Like, so I, for my own personal enjoyment, I think I, I get a kick out of it. Uh, oh, right. It worked. The, Mike, I told you it would work. <laughs> not next week. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Guess host. But, but, I, but I will say this. If, uh, if, it got, if it was like too good... Or you guys were like, no, don't worry about it, Max. If you kind of kept on kind of pushing me aside, that's when I'd start to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah. So just don't do that. Yeah. No, never. Listen, this thing doesn't mm-hmm. go without you, baby. 
Um, I, don't, right, I don't know you. why I say baby like you're my girlfriend, my <laughs> wife. Like, it's okay, baby. We wouldn't do it without you. Uh, but you just reminded me of something. I forgot to promote the pedestal off the top of the podcast. Oh, no. Should we do go, it. Should we go back and insert it or should we have let them listen this long and now I'll do the damn cell job? Do it. Do the damn thing middle right ad. now. Yeah. All right. Middle ad. This episode of Mike on Much is brought to you by the pedestal. Our sister podcast or little brother podcast. We don't need genders. Max called it a sister podcast, I think, on Twitter. So now that's in my head. Um, Shane and I do this with our friend Jonathan Popolis. Uh, he is a Mensa member. He is very tall. Uh, and he is very good at talking about movies. He brings lots and lots of notes. Shaney, do you got anything to add about the pedestal? I'm going to oh, look. Oh, uh, the other day, I can't say who, but somebody approached me and said that they like the pedestal better than this podcast. What? It was John uh, Popolis, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't. See now, that's the kind of thing that will get me jealous. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. I can't believe somebody said that. Uh, are you going to tell me who it was off air? Oh well, I can tell you now. Okay. Uh, Brandon Craig's. What? Well, he's an actor. Well, so I, I'm just saying someone said it. I'm not all saying right, whether it was right. just or not. Our, uh, our, our current production uh, coordinator is a former... Oh, he's a current actor, actually. He just scored a gig. He's like a semi-regular on a, on a, uh, a show. But he was in the, the movie Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton. Max, did you ever see the, that Bad News Bears? No, but fuck Brandon Craig's. Who gives a fuck about <laughs> <laughs> And he was also in a uh, show with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. So he's worked with Billy Bob and Billy Ray. All the important Billies. Wow. The hyphenated Billies, yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> this week on the Mike on Much feed, we will be dropping another episode... Could you turn that up, please, Max? Max, what just happened? Did something fall over in your uh, Airbnb? Yeah, I think someone's taking out the recycling downstairs or something. I don't know. Sorry Wild. about that. Uh, yeah. this, this week on the Michael Much feed, you will be getting an episode of The Pedestal that is called The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Shane, John, and myself uh, put The Naked Gun up for review. Uh, we revisit it, and we decide whether to keep it on the pedestal or knock it off the pedestal. It is a very uh, funny movie from the past. Kind of a I love the classic. Naked Gun series. That was one of my favorite movies, or series of movies as a kid. You what? Did you watch all the Naked Guns? You see all three of them? Of course. What's what's that funny line? It's like surely you can't be serious. He's like I'm serious, and my name's not Shirley. Uh, that's the wrong movie. That's from Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we, which we review in season one of The Pedestal. You cinephile. <laughs> Max loves his movies. Can't get anything by him. <laughs> That's funny. What's fuck? What's well? Is Nicky on the one where he's umpiring though? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is the episode we review. Yeah. So check that out uh, on its own feed, the pedestal, and then of course, like we said, every Friday morning for the next nine weeks. Now we will be dropping an episode of the pedestal. So check that out. Uh, Should we move on to our topic uh, for today? We only really have one topic. Another no. I come up with surprise topics now. Oh, so a new thing. I thought you had a virtual story. I I was reading older things. It's all tying into the topic. Beautiful. Though. I'm sorry, Shaney. We have two more topics. Uh, you're treating me like I'm a teenager walking on the street no, with no, five of my friends. No, no, I can throw it out. I'm just saying. Keep it. All right. Uh, okay. So second topic today, or right, because first topic was Max's European vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. Second topic is this thing that is blowing up the uh, social media, which is the Face app. Uh, where everybody gets to take a selfie or they pick a photo from their fo- camera roll and uh, they make themselves look old. It's actually a really, uh, I don't know if it's accurate because none of us are, you know, 40 or 50 years in the future, but it looks really, really good. It's like a really good version of like a Photoshop that well, ages actually, you. you. You know what I would say though? It, you say it looks really, really good. Now here, here's the thing, Mike. There are two camps when it comes to this face <laughs> app thing. There's the there's the one camp where you just like objectively look kind of gross and older and you're like, oh, God, my future doesn't look bright. And then there's the other camp, camp um, which is 
people that are very pleased with themselves and there's a sense of smugness when they when they post their older version of themselves because they go oh when i'm uh 70, I still got it. And Mike, I got to say, you're in the in the latter camp. Okay. You're okay. in the, the smug camp. Because you, you look like the Travago guy in your That's fucking thing. That's what I said. You, you I got so many. Okay, so two things, And, and, then, and, then, and then, you post the, then you post the note from Danica going, I think you're I think you're really hot as an older guy. And yeah, I was just like, like you, know, you know when someone posts a photo? And by the way, I'm guilty of this shit too, where it's like, oh, I'm just so pleased with myself right now. Yeah, I whoa, just whoa, knew whoa, that's whoa, how it helped. You just posted an Instagram of you against a wall in Lisbon. Of course. I'm saying I do that shit. Sorry guys, I we might. Saying, I'm on vacation right now. There might not be a few podcasts, and it's like, you, like, it's, like you it's our highest liked photo we've ever had. Dude. Wow! See, well then, there it's effective. I, but I, I just thought it was weird that you flew a professional photographer to take that photo and post it. But hey, man, this photo is my favorite though. Look at. <laughs> Okay, Tell man. me Tony said, please put this up immediately. And then look. Shade's now going through our Kel's photos where Max looks amazing. They're in a giant chair. And Max, Max has never know, looked sexier. <laughs> like, Tony isn't ready for the photo. And you couldn't Tony be any more ready for this photo. <laughs> did you even ask Tony the other two guys? It. I did. I did. I showed them to both. They proved it. I, I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so two things uh, to Max's charge of, of me, uh, my egotistically uh, posting that photo. When I said that it's very good, I didn't mean that it makes you look good. I mean that the effect is good. Like I, know, I think that I like whatever, whoever created the app did a good job. Whether you look bad or good, it's like a realistic sort of render. I think of whatever the photo is. So that's what I mean by good. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Speaking of just yeah. on this topic, has anyone seen Drake's? version yeah. of him being old alex told me he facetuned his old version of himself so he photoshopped the app's rendering of him yes to make to to max's point to make himself look like a distinguished old man Interesting. yeah he, i thought he just dyed his beard in his one. yeah <laughs> exactly like it was, no. they have, oh, this is before it broke like he was the first person who i saw but i didn't realize it was a face app thing until a bunch of other people did it i was like oh i guess drake was trying to do that but just yeah because well, alex is very good at spotting people who are fucking with their photo and doing digital makeup and stuff so she's like that's what he did there and wanted me to call him out <laughs> on this podcast um and then to the to the point about me uh posting narcissistically posting my photo on my insta story <laughs> i 100 percent was i didn't think i looked bad as like a seven-year-old or whatever age it rendered me as but i i did i wasn't like ooh, i look good like shit Shane looked handsome as an old man. Our our, uh, our creative director, Randall, looked awesome as an old man. I thought I looked like, I thought it really sort of like, it made me look a lot like my, my dad in some ways, which I was like, oh, that's kind of good. But also like, wow, it really made me look like an older sort of Asian man. It brought, it accentuated a lot of sort of features that mm. I wasn't like, ooh, you look good. It was only, Shane was the first one to say, you look like the Travago guy. And I was like, well, that's not mm. a bad thing. And then when Danica messaged that she thought I was handsome, I, I genuinely was kind of surprised because I posted it more as an interest. I didn't think I was like, ooh, you're looking good. Not that I wouldn't post photos where I look good. I absolutely do that. We all do that. Uh, but but I've flipped my thinking on how I look as an old man because of the feedback people sent me in, in DMs after posting that thing. So people made, made an old guy feel mm. good. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. But Shane looked very handsome in his. He was very pleased with his, I believe. Oh, I liked it. I, well, we went through a couple of them. Yeah. The first one was a total nightmare. That's true. We can both admit that. And you, you were like, give me another one, Shane. Because everyone knew I wasn't going to post that one. Yeah. It, it made me look like the Crypt Keeper. I was looking down and I had like a million rolls on my neck. But then we, we ended up getting the, uh, the better one. Erica, yeah. have you done it? No, I have not. I find that it is very unkind to women, and yes. honestly, like whenever, like uh, I've seen because on my in, on Insta, everybody's posting this either as a story or a post or on Facebook, and 
we, we I did it with Danica a few times, and it's just like, yeah, it's I don't know if it's like the guy that did the app is a misogynist or what, but <laughs> I find that the aging app is not kind to. Do you women. still have the app? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Oh, well, you know what? We'll post all, all four of us. Yeah. But this kind mm-hmm. of gets to our point. Max, have you done it yet? Or has anyone done it to the band? I, 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 yeah, I did it. I didn't post it. And Manager Ash seems to hate this app. Because it's like basic, like, too basic, right? <laughs> not, not as, no, not that it's too basic. I, I don't know why she hates it so much. I haven't, I'm not totally clear, but she fucking hates the app. So she, so she said, if you post, I quit. So I said, okay, I won't post it. Interesting. Well, this no, is what I was going to suggest was that we put, we put a photo of all four of us. I'll put it in like a four grid, not mm-hmm. as a real post, but just as a story. But I don't want to upset manager ass. No, 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 no. no that, 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 that's a possibility. But the one thing I'll say is I do feel like I looked a lot like my dad. Which yeah. I was like, oh, there's, there's definitely something to that. You know, it's like, and uh, Lauren did hers and she looked a lot like her mom. So yeah, it's funny the way. Yeah. What is the science behind it? Is it the same technology that they use for like deep fakes, do you think? Have you heard of these deep fakes yeah, that are yeah, going yeah. around? I, I think so, yeah. It must be because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably Well, this is actually a good segue to the uh, yeah, issue at hand. The reason we bring this up. I, I yeah. was just going to say to Erica's thing, though. I think what they do is like they've now digitally been able to map the face so well that they know how people age. So for instance, it's like, like if you notice in some people's like, they'll make like an eye kind of droop and one not, and they'll make sure your hair recedes the perfect way. But also everyone's lips are thinner because certain things they've just identified your ears get weirdly bigger. They've identified certain things that happen in the natural aging process. And then they apply it to whatever digitally it recognizes in your face. That's why I think it's so, if not accurate, at least like, um, good sort of like digital work. It's amazing it's how they could take good. a mustache though and add individual gray hairs perfectly where it doesn't look like a bullshit mat has been put Absolutely. over how long does it take to generate the photo instantly Seconds. like That's you could so do it right crazy. now you probably look 35 though <laughs> no, no it makes you look like a grandma because <laughs> well, you're very youthful looking anyway right you as know, are you oh thank you oh uh, hey uh erica you look like uh sorry as an aside jade bird do you know jade bird i do yeah i don't UK? know what she looks like yeah she looks just like you we were watching some live videos i saw her perform is this a compliment festival it's a compliment, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Okay, the reason we bring up this segment or this uh, this topic for the segment, the Face app, is that Max sent us a disclaimer. I, I guess somebody wrote a piece. But basically, there's a disclaimer on this Face app that says anything you put into this app, any photo you use that it, it will then use, the original photo that it then renders to make you old, they own and can use for any purpose whatsoever in perpetuity, which is fascinating. I I assume that every time I do anything with an app and put a photo in, that's the case. Uh, but I think m- less so than for civilians like us doing this face. Literally every famous, like om- so many famous people did this. Like so many NBA players did the old person app and posted and stuff like that. W- why did you find that interesting, Max? And why did you, uh, what are the implications of it? Why did you send it? What, what fascinated you about the fact that they could use your image in perpetuity? Well, whenever anything like this comes up, when it comes to people's privacy, and then there's – and a lot of people who, who go – are outraged about it because like, do you know that they're stealing all of our information? I'm always of the camp like where I kind of don't care because I just assume everybody has all of our information anyway. Um, so I just wanted to throw it to you guys. Like is this the kind of thing that offends you or concerns you or are you just like we are so far gone at this point well, that it doesn't actually make a difference? I think they would attack the celebrities first. So I think you, Max, are very susceptible to this. (laughs) So that's why I thought you kind of brought it up because you know if they were going to target any Canadians, you would be Mm. probably top five. (laughs) Stop it. It's him, Wayne Gretzky, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. So how would you feel? Like, let's say uh, three weeks ago you're touring and you send a dinky pic to Lauren. (laughs) She's begging for it. (laughs) More, more. Uh, And then it got released (laughs) to the public. Would you be proud or embarrassed? 
Well, if it's called a dinky pick, <laughs> well, a huge dinky. <laughs> um, but is this because they've gone through my camera roll, basically? Because you did the old age app, and they're like, let's see what else he has. Oh, here's his... Uh... Oh, it gives him access to your entire yeah, camera apparently. roll. But they released the photo of his dick aged. <laughs> 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 my balls don't look like that. <laughs> Way too saggy. Uh, yeah, I guess that'd be a concern. Yeah, but but again, it's like I just feel like anyone who wants to hack into your shit can hack into your shit. Like celebrities get hacked all the time. So whether or not like if that app makes it a little bit easier to get into someone's phone, I just don't think it. That's like I think we have bigger problems. Is my point than the Face app? Wait, are we sure that th- so they get access to your whole role or just the photos you put into their app? I think once they have access so, to your role, they have it. Like, is that it? I think that was one of the concerns, yeah, and yeah. I think they they put out a statement saying. No, we don't. Uh, we don't do that. I just picture them going through like my role and then seeing the birth video and being like, "Ah, get out of this camera roll now!" Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the other issue is that it's uh, Russians that are doing it. So apparently, FaceApp, like the headquarters, are out of Russia, and everyone's afraid of Russia right yeah. now. Wow. So we're used to Russians yeah. being villains in films and whatnot. So yeah, actually, we made the observation the other day in Portugal when when we were walking by some Russian tourists that no matter what. A Russian says they could be like, "I'm enjoying this fine day, Lisbon's beautiful town." It always sounds menacing coming yeah. out of their mouth. You know, you know, it's like. Well, they seem like a I mean? spy or a mole or something. Or like, if yeah. I slept with a Russian woman, I'd feel like there was some trickery going on there or something. <laughs> you know? She couldn't love me for me. She's tr- well. There's well, there's all those movies that one with like Jennifer Lawrence where she's like the Red Sparrow and yeah. she's just doing it because she's trying to get some intel on. Yeah, you. they weaponize their sexuality. Exactly, they're spies. Yeah. Yeah. What about Polish girls? Uh, I don't Shame. think Alex is weaponizing it. I think she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> she was already a Canadian For our listeners, Alex is Polish. That's right. Shane, Sherry, yep. Shane married into a Polish family. I did. Do mm-hmm. you consider yourself like part Polish now? Are you part of like a, the culture? Or are you? I eat more progies, yeah. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I like progies. Who doesn't? <laughs> it's not to get too controversial here. Yeah, <laughs> slow down, man. Uh, we don't want to get letters. It could be po- pierogies might be their greatest contribution to sort of uh, the greater society at large. Yeah. <laughs> now, out of all the offensive things that we've said, that might be the most offensive. Well, no, I'm, I'm open to it. No, they might be like, oh, there's like an amazing Polish painter that has contributed. But like, is there anything mm. more like ubiquitous? Like, I guess I'm just saying it's like, uh, like, I don't know. Maybe this maybe this is very reductive. But like, is there anything better than spaghetti and pizza? Like, you know, I mm. guess the Italians did contribute a lot of great. I art. heard Italians didn't invent pizza though. Well, apparently there was a form of pizza uh, in China, and yeah. I guess it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the story. Um, but anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, I guess it is reductive. But I'm just saying that like, not everybody enjoys great art or great architecture, but everybody enjoys spaghetti or pierogies. Mm-hmm. True. So when you talk about yeah. what do people contribute to society at large, I guess I'm talking more about. Uh, I'm backtracking now. <laughs> Shit, we're gonna get letters. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> everyone likes spaghetti or pierogies. Has to be the quote though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to also add that uh, Portugal's greatest contribution uh, to the planet is. Uh, Egg tarts. You know those little things you get, uh, those little sweet treats you get, those butter egg tarts? Mm, with like the custard inside? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right. Yeah. We've been eating a lot of those. They're called pastel de nata. That's, that's pastel a big, de nata. big thing here. Yeah. Man. Jelly. Yeah. So uh, so are we concerned? Should we still take these four photos and post them on our Insta story of us aged? I'm not concerned. Are you guys concerned? I'm not concerned. I, I tend to lean with you, Max. Like if anyone's going to like... 
I'm not doing anything nefarious on the internets anyway. So if anyone were to like hack into my computer or my phone or even look at search history, it's like, what what are you going to find? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It'd be your typical sort of thing. So I'm not too concerned about them. But I think in principle, the idea that people have access to our, our personal files and our digital footprint is... Very, it's Orwellian, and so like in, yeah. in, in principle, it, it it makes me very uncomfortable, and I dislike it. But in practice, I'm like, there's what six you know billion people on social media. It's like, I don't know, man. If you're not up to mm-hmm. anything too crazy, but again, this is probably a more nuanced discussion. What are your thoughts, Shani? Well, I don't care like about me. I'm just worried about people in my camera roll. Like 99 percent of pictures are of my wife or my baby, and probably 98 percent is of my baby. And what if some weirdo wants baby photos or something that would be my only concern is weird pedophile things going on yeah Mm. i mean that that should be a concern though for even just posting on instagram this is this is always a big thought like once we had kids like i was like am i going to post photos of winnie on my instagram which is an open profile uh, or on my facebook is not open but you know i have like over a thousand people that i went to high school that i don't talk to anymore like her image is out there, and it was it was a, a thought for a second where I go, am I going to share these things, uh, or am I not? And ultimately, I leaned on the side of... Yeah, ultimately, you said she's too cute to not get <laughs> yeah, it on yeah. the internet. The world, I'd be this. depriving the world. No, it, it became... It became uh, I, I'm not somebody that's going to like take the photos in the camera roll and then go back and look at the camera roll or like print those photos off and make a photo album, but I will go back and look at my Instagram in a year, and then I'll see a year's worth of memories that I'm like, oh my God, remember that? And there's a little caption that accompanies it it ends up becoming sort of a living record and document and then obviously like the the small risk of weirdos or people out there uh you just hope that it's so low that it mitigates that and there's a bajillion people on the internet with kids and all that so that was well, my thing well for me too like all the photos i'm putting up are just pretty generic baby photos oh i see what you're saying in your camera roll there's more intimate photos like she, well she's in a bath of or course. the other day lucy spilled shit all over herself and Alex had to like strip her naked and throw her in like not a cage but like a a, a confined area and she sent me a picture of this mess with Lucy just in like the prison basically naked and it's a very funny photo for me but it, I was like oh geez if these Russians get a hold of it Lord knows what they'll do with it exactly yeah yeah so the Russians are the biggest concern um, is Max frozen Max I think you're Skype frozen oh, oh you're okay, back there I is. called it Skype again uh, that's fine uh, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay so I guess that's how we feel we will post an old age filter photo of all four of us uh, myself Shaney Max and intern Erica uh, is Lauren coming into frame for a second we don't have to film her we're yeah, not filming yeah. her yeah Lauren oh, okay no Lauren doesn't want any of this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, and then our last uh, subject uh, before we wrap this up. Oh, there she uh, is. Oh, what up? Um, oh, I missed her. You missed her. Oh, no. to say it again. Oh, no, she's back on the bed. Okay, never mind. Um, Shaney, this is your topic. Uh, By the way, um, shout out. I wanted to try to pull it up, uh, but our, our man from Halifax, fuck, his name is escaping me. He suggested this, that we bring in, each one of us brings in a different topic, and we've a version of this is what we're doing right now is Shane is surprising us with the topic right now. Max is talking about Colin Drake. Uh, he suggested uh, because we had asked what um, they like to hear. They like to hear us uh, doing personal stories, talking about topics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He said uh, all three when mixed is enjoyable. Little segments is nice. I've always thought that if each person brought one topic rather than say Max picking all three, that at least one person would have an obvious big interest and could lead the flow. By the way, happy anniversary. I guess it is our anniversary. This pod's been on now for mm. a while. Um, so thank you for calling Drake for, for suggesting that. So Max then said, I love this. Uh, less work for me. I don't have to pick the topics. Um, let me delegate. 
and I'm that's what we're doing. Frozen. Hold on a second. Oh, are we freezing? This is technology, man. It, it, even if it freezes, though, can you still hear? Yeah, kind of. I, I took you off of Wi-Fi, so uh, I think we're okay now. So carry on. Okay, so my topic today is Area 51. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. And I have a kind yeah, of a story I, attached to this. What is it? Actually, I don't know what it is. I keep seeing it, but I don't know what it is. So what happened? Like a satirical, I guess, Facebook. Uh, but wait, wait, Max, you know what Area 51 is in general, right? Okay. That's the area. Okay, I, I have it written down here what Area 51 related. is because I assumed someone was going to ask. I thought it would be Erica, but she seems to know. Oh, Roswell, New Mexico, baby. It's like, have you ever seen Independence Day? So, Era, what is Area 51? It's a okay. real military base run by the U.S. Air Force and used for flight testing stealth planes. The projects there have been long been held secret and confirmation of the base's location about 80 miles northwest of Las Vegas. And the first official mention of its existence came only in 2013 when the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency declassified a report of the history of the Lockhead U-2 spy plane. So everyone has kind of talked about this secret area for years. It's it's associated with uh, aliens, basically. The thinking is that because they've tested so much like um, sort of advanced technology, because it is an air base, so they will test certain aircraft. This would be the government's explanation or the practical explanation, meaning they, they test so much sort of like um, aircraft that no one's ever seen before that people around that area in Roswell, New Mexico think that it is alien technology or that like aliens are around that base or that there was a crash there originally in the 60s and that's why they built the base there in the first place and kept it classified that's their explanation other people feel like it is alien technology being used not just advanced american technology and there was like a uh, kind of spoof video that's very realistic that was released many years ago of like an alien being dissected and it it's supposed mm. to be at area 51 it's obviously not real but some people think it is and hey maybe maybe it is uh, anyway uh it's become like kind of like a disneyland for alien enthusiasts so a facebook group popped out popped up recently kind of as a joke that uh in september they want people to raid <laughs> area 51 and actually find out what's going on and the the idea is if enough people do it they can't kill us all <laughs> so, it's like the french revolution but to uncover yeah. the alien going on at area 51 mm. so on the facebook page it says we will all meet up at area 51 alien center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry if we naruto run we can move faster than their bullets let's see them aliens <laughs> And in case you don't know what a Naruto run is, is a reference to an anime television show in which the main character is a ninja who runs leaning forward forward with his arms stretched outstretched behind him. Try it yourself. You'll look ridiculous. So that's the idea. It's obviously a joke. Anyway, they got 1.5 million people confirming that they're going to show up and try this. Mm. So this joke kind of got out of hand and it made me think of other uh, jokes like that have gotten out of hand where people could actually be seriously put in danger. Uh, one of them would be uh, the Proud Boys, which is a, a group that started out as a joke making fun of an Aladdin song called Proud of Your Boy. Is that really the origin? Yeah. Th so this guy, he worked for Vice, and he was just making fun of this song. He's like, I'm going to start a thing called Proud Boys. And it caught – Joe Rogan always talks about this. You probably know about this, Max. Anyways, it caught on and kind of became like a, basically a hate group that is very into getting results through violent means. And so it kind of spiraled out of control. So Maybe like an alt-right asshole dude. Right. Group, group. Yeah. So anyway, recently uh, uh, I pulled a very minor prank on our friend Sean Dawson. He was asking for uh, uh, if we, we should ask Birchall to get us in somewhere. 
And I was like, I, I don't know. I feel like Birchall's been a little down recently uh, because apparently some of the guys, uh, they got into a bar. Birchall let them in. Then they <laughs> split on Birchall. And then he mm. was very down that they just bailed on him. Some of the guys. Well, why don't we just ask one of the people that was there? <laughs> Max, were you yeah. one of the guys to do this? Max, why don't you give us the lowdown? I, I was one of the guys. Um, we had a great night. It was your brother, Greg, uh, our other friend, Brent, and Virgil and I. And we hung out probably for like three and a half, four hours. I think we got together around 9, 30, 10. Uh, we go to a bar around the corner from his house that he did get us into. So shouts to Virgil. You know, there's lines at all the bars on a, on a Friday night. And then I got a phone call from Lauren, who was out with her friend. And it was one in the morning. And she said, hey, let's meet up. And I said, okay, I'm going to go meet up. I've spent enough time with my pals. We had like the real heart of the night was at Birchall's place just having great conversations. Once we got to this bar, it's just loud as fuck. And you're not really talking to anybody. You're just sort of standing around hoping that Birchall gets you free drinks. So they're really – it was like 1.30 at this point anyway. And so I, I didn't really think anything of it because also I'm known as the guy who Houdini's in our group too. Like I'm the first person to leave the bar. Wouldn't you agree? Like when it comes to our friend group for the most part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, yeah, you can disappear for sure. I disappear. So anyway, I went to go meet up with Lauren. We went to McDonald's and uh, it was awesome. And I didn't really think twice about it. But then I got uh, a text or maybe he called me. Hey, he was mad. Yeah, to your point, he was mad that we all – because I guess Greg had the same idea. Greg just went home because he was tired. Brent went to go see his lady, I think. And uh, But then no one say bye to the night? No, but he was like, you know, he's hosting everybody. He knows everybody in this fucking bar. Right. So, he, yeah. He's like, like the mayor of the bar. So like he's, he's the mayor a, of the bar. Yeah. So it's like he like we're, we're just there as his guests. We're just like and then, you know, he's he's shaking hands and kissing babies and we're just kind of standing around. So that's why we left. So, yeah. Right. So there you go. So, so that so, part of the story was true that I told Sean. And then I expected yeah. Sean to be like, oh, this is great. I love this because sometimes Sean likes gossip and he likes teasing Birchall if it's like innocent <laughs> enough. But Sean responded. And they're old friends too. They've yeah. been, they've been oh, yeah, they went to like middle school, school, high school together. But yeah. Sean responded, oh, my God, that's terrible. So I'm like, what? oh, he's actually on Birchall's side here. So I'm oh. like, Sean, that's nothing. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And then I, I'm, so I'm like, I'm just going to say something ridiculous. So I'm like, apparently Birchall caught up with them at the next bar. They stripped him down. They stripped off his shirt and started smacking his belly and yelling pink belly, pink belly <laughs> until it was, until it was hot, hot, bright pink. And to me, I'm like, that's funny imagery. There's no way Sean's going to believe it. He's like, oh my God. He's like, this has to have been Julian's doing. <laughs> he, gets dragged into he's like, fiction. who was there? I need to know. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I just kind of heard this secondhand. I'm not sure exactly who the culprits were. <laughs> anyway, I just don't say anything for a few days. And then obviously, Sean loves information like this. He needs to find out stuff. And then he's like, five days later, he's like, were you fucking with me with that? Because clearly he had asked Julian and a bunch of people. And I was like, yeah, I did. no way I thought you'd believe that. But in my mind, before Sean had uh, come to me and asked me if it was truthful, I was like, this is going to somehow spiral out of control. Like the broken telephone is going to make it seem like I'm spreading this crazy, embarrassing rumor. It's going to get to Birchall and then we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> so I was just thinking about jokes spiraling out of control. And I was thinking of the Proud Boys and this Area 51. Like, what if people actually get shot down by military? We'll get there. Did, did it ever come back around with the nut? Uh, no, because it never got to him because I kind of nipped it in the bud because 
Um, you slapped it on the belly before it got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So, no, no, because uh, Sean was hanging out with Julian at a beer fest in Hamilton, and clearly uh, they got talking. So, and he thought if it wasn't Julian, no one else would be doing pink belly to birch. <laughs> okay. So, so to your question, which is a great question, is what if this Area 51 prank slash sort of fun communal, let's storm the base like I feel like it's going to be more like a Woodstock. Do you think people will actually aggressively storm the base? I guess that's the purpose, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know for certain the Proud Boys got kind of out of control, and people have been hurt by that. If there's 1.5 million people who signed up for this, and let's say 1% of them carry it out, that's still a large amount of people. What if one of them gets shot or hurt or injured or attacked? Where does the responsibility lie? Is the person who started the joke responsible? I guess, like, yeah, it's a good question because they're the organizer of, like, sort of, like, a, a rebellious or, like, sort of, like, an, an insurgents. Like, basically, they're, they're, they're starting a militia, you could argue, because if Area 51 is a, it's a government base, if they're going to uh, march on a government base, that is, like, I guess an act of, you know what I mean, illegal sort of conduct. And if you are assembling an army, like, that's kind of, like... A militia. I don't know. So, like, I guess whoever originally organized it, that original Facebook person, I guess could be in trouble. I don't know. Yeah, what? like, is I was joking a real defense? Because <laughs> my, I find this happens, too, with my wife. Like, she'll be like, stop being an asshole. And I'll be like, don't call me an asshole. She'll be like, I was kidding. <laughs> and then she'll act like <laughs> retroactively say she was kidding. I was like, you are not kidding in that moment. I, it's I, like, Trump does that all the time, by the way. Trump yeah. is always saying shit. And he'd be like, I was just joking. Like, that's not what I meant. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, am I crazy? Thing. And I'm just humorless. And I don't get the joke. And You're I'm being like, gaslit. Yeah, gaslit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I think the government's going to need to take steps. They're going to need to, like, send out, like, they're going to put up barricades and all that. When we yeah. Yeah. a big discussion about sort of like it's funny because this is going to come at cost to the government but essentially kind of like a, a championship parade in toronto they're going to have to do a lot of planning and infrastructure sort of setup if they really think even like you said half of that 1.2 show up if 500,000 people march on area 51 in roswell new mexico that'll be insane and let's say no one gets hurt but they just have to spend all this government money do all this setup do they bill the people who cause this ruckus <laughs> good luck getting the money that gets back to this uh, speaking of ruckus ruckus um is that the name of that festival Rockfitus. Yeah, didn't we predict that too or we something did, yeah well we just said basically that they file for bankruptcy and like you can't mm. like the minute someone files for bankruptcy there's no more money to go after i mean that's kind of the last that's the end game um i don't know uh yeah man Okay, here let's do predictions on whether people will show up at Area Fifty One. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's guess how many people are going to show up. I say five hundred, five hundred thousand or five hundred people. Five hundred people. Maxi, I'm I'm leaning you know towards Shane on this one. I'd say there's more than five hundred wackos in America that would enjoy this kind of thing. So I'd say like three thousand, but still that's a tiny number. Erica. Yeah, I'd say probably a couple hundred. I'm going to go on the high, heavier end. I'm going to say 200,000 people. No. Oh. Just because I think that there's something. It's like it's like going to become a pilgrimage for a lot of people. It's going to be a fun road trip. They're going to get to be amongst other like-minded people. It's going to be kind of like a Woodstock thing. You right. know, it's already become like a social media phenomenon. I'd read about it a bunch. When you brought it up, I was like, oh, this is actually a great idea. Because it had it already sort of like been on my radar not to go. So you think it'll be more fun than dangerous, though? I think ultimately that's what's going to happen. I don't think these people are equipped to actually go march into a government facility, you know, but I think they'll get there and they'll have their, st it'll be like a Blink-182 concert. You'll see alien fucking blow up dolls and they'll, they'll all have their like, uh, I believe, uh, wait, blow up doll might've been the wrong term. 
<laughs> I mean, like, what, didn't they have, what are they called? Like, when it's like inflatable. Yeah. That's it. Inflatable. Yeah. I guess they're both. So, yeah, you so, so you think them. these people will go, though, like, knowing it's a joke? Like, being in on the joke, not actually showing up? Imagine people you aren't think going to show though? up and think that they're going to storm. It's going to be that weird mix where it's like, I think there'll be a couple, there might be like, a couple hundred people that are like, are we here to do the damn thing? Yeah. And then the rest of the people are like, yo, <laughs> chill out. Like, we're just here to like have a laugh, you know. But wouldn't that totally ruin the party if some guys are like, no, no, we're going to do it. And then <laughs> they're just gunned down. 